0: Welcome back to Inner Thoughts with M. This week, I'm joined by an absolutely lovely guest who also happens to be my friend. She's a sister and she happens to be a whole financial economist. And this is fitting because today's conversation is on money. Um, I think today's conversation is on money because I've just been thinking more recently and I've just grown to learn that... um, we've all come to that point in our lives or we if we're not yet there we're going to get to that point in our lives when the need to understand money and how to make more of it how to make it work for us um how to become more aware to our expenditure and to kind of just grow up (laughs) when it comes to our finances um there's that point when all of us you know reach it when either our needs are, are more or we are less dependent on the people who were previously, you know, supporting us. And for some of us, it even comes earlier. And so, yeah, Patsy and I are going to have a conversation on that and I will let her introduce herself.
1: Right. Hi, good people. I don't think we have a name yet for the, for the tribe in the podcast, but my name is Patsy Mugali. I am a digital content creator. I feel like the three words that would describe me best would be would be curious and intrigued and zealous. I feel like it's a lifestyle. actually, it's not just who i am i I love that i um I love to learn new things. I love to I am naturally curious. I want to know why things are being done a particular way. It helps me be adaptable and intrigued as I alluded to earlier. I like to think of myself as a chameleon and zealous because I'm just one of those people for we have to give one hundred and twenty percent. There's no you're either doing it well or you're not doing it at all. I liked I like how Maya Angelou the Late said uh success is doing what you like. Um is liking what you do. I'm paraphrasing the whole article but precisely that's what you mean by Zelas, and i'm super excited to talk about money banage i feel like any conversation and money uh be good bad great or small really excites me and so it does you're <laughs> humbled to be here today on inner thoughts with
0: ah oh, thank you patsy the first time my first interaction with patsy was in a room full of about 25 people and Patsy described herself to be um, tenacious that's the that's like my most alive memory of my interaction with Patsy and she is <laughs> to be honest at that time I didn't even know the meaning of the word tenacious so I had to look it up after but anyways um Patsy uh, money when did when do you think? the conversation around money or just the need and the curiosity to just um, learn more about money became apparent to you
1: I think it started maybe in about I feel like maybe it started when I was in my first year of uh, uni I, I, I think I used to know I used to know about money but I didn't think it was I didn't take it as seriously until my first year of uni when I moved mm. to a whole new country. It's not that I'm abroad or anything, but I'm in Kenya, Kenya, Nairobi to be particular. And I feel like the cost of living here is way higher than it is at home. So, understanding that whole dynamic of, oh my God, you know, money actually has value. And then also, I got conned twice by two friends. I was just like, you know what? I have to get better. I have to have a better relationship with money, and I have to give myself some permission to be gentle with myself and also be rich. And then also, no one taught me how to handle a broke blockade day. And again, broke days would come through, and I'm just like, what? How do I handle this day? You know? So <laughs> I decided. I decided there's nothing like, uh, and I say this a lot, uh, even in money manuals. That I'm not broke I'm pretty rich I decided that I'm going to be intentional in my relationship with money and uh, allow myself to be rich and think rich and grow rich and make my money situation work for me and get a whole millennial money makeover so that's when I started the blog I had the blog in I think 2016 when we had just come out of school and I used to blog about pretty much everything from hair to poetry and stuff like that but then slowly by slowly I narrowed down my niche into personal finance as actually 2018 I think is when I narrowed down my niche and the reception from the audience was great my my audience opened up because before it was primarily a female audience and how I get even male male oh, this is going to sound a bit weird but I get the attention of male <laughs> <laughs> on the blog because we want to talk about money and I think there's no better time to acknowledge that we have the capacity to be better and be intentional in our money moves than now so that's when it all started my co- my experience being conned my experience going through broke days in uni and my experience to just say you know what enough is enough i want to understand this whole money thing and also because what i was studying at the time financial economics is basically going into things like money markets capital markets understanding why investments work or portfolio management and all those all those nitty-gritty details of you know money so i was just like Mm -hmm. you know what this money thing uh, it has to work by the way it has to work (laughs) yeah so that's when I started documenting it and creating a safe space for especially us as women I feel like we don't give ourselves as much credit you know even when we're asking for salaries or when the topic of money comes up with our girlfriends I don't think we're as bold in talking about money yet to be honest and so that's why I created the safe space Mm. yes
0: i think that for me especially i relate so much with the topic of money being a hard conversation it's like more recently that i've learned to be to have that conversation with my friends and be open to literally even saying that oh i'm unable to afford that or you know things like that but in the past um i think coming from high school especially my mantra which was very stupid (laughs) was eat once and stab once which was very stupid but come to think of it i don't even know what i I think i knew about you know putting money aside and saving and I, i would do that but it would mostly be for i'm going to put money aside because i need a new phone so i'm going to save for a new phone and i realized that when i had like an end goal in mind um i would save the money and for sure i would you know be so glad to look at my money accumulate but at the end of the day i was anyway saving this money to spend it on mm. very material and you know i don't i don't want to say baseless but you know things that i liked but <laughs> 5 years down the road i would want something new and yeah. i i although mindlessly i kind of carried this um attitude into uni And it it did me a really horrid one, especially first of all conversion. Mm -hmm. I I honestly I've had so many conversations with my friends, and I really realized that our currency, like the Ugandan shilling, is quite like it. When we convert it, you Mm -hmm. have way less money. And if (laughs) your if your source of income is you know dealing mainly in Ugandan currency and now you have to convert it and like the, the costs of um, leaving are so different in like different spaces and different countries it can be hard like it can be eye opening to realize mm. that something you'd honestly buy for like 2000 Uganda shillings is for like 10 pounds or mm. I don't know Kenya shillings but like maybe 12 dollars and, and it's it's one of those things where you honestly for me it hit me harder because I got tired of of saying I'm broke, <laughs> and honestly, I know how to sing this broke song. I'm always saying I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, and and it's and it's so horrid. And I I just got to the point where I got tired of it, and I think um, for me, what has worked for me, um, 2020, is um the 52 week challenge, which was introduced to me by you, Patsy. <laughs> So basically it's um for those who don't know anyways um it's it's this budget it's, it's not a budget it's like a saving scheme where um you have 52 weeks which represents I think every week in the year yeah. and so if you save let's say 100 shillings or 1 pound or 1 dollar then um the next week you'll save two dollars two pounds two shillings and you just keep adding so like week 52 you'd save let's say 52 shillings 52 dollars 52 pounds and it's been so hard but it's also it's been hard i won't lie because it's easy on the first like maybe 20 weeks because mm. that's it's you know you're saving a lot of money but like it's it, it's not hitting you as hard but as the weeks continue it becomes harder and it and i think for me it's worked because it's opened my mind to um starting to now think that oh my god i have this i have to save this much money in this week how do i make more money so mm-hmm. i mm. think i think for me it's 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 been that that thing that has allowed me to start now exploring how like alternative sources of income but considering the fact that I have like a very um, I, I would say fixed source of income which is mostly like the support of my parents I was working but then I stopped working so let's say the support of my parents how like party for I think people like that which could be like uni students who don't have jobs or even people who are out of work and are being supported by friends or family how how do you identify or even decide? Like, how do you get an alternative source of income? Mm. Yeah.
1: So I uh, first of all, I want to applaud you for you know deciding that um, that you're enough is enough. Really, that enough is enough. When you've come from you know live once, star once, <laughs> you you know that kind of phenomenon. I I think. I think it's such a great way to you know say that I, I like to give you a whole paradigm shift I like, can say you know it doesn't have to be that way it's sort of like when someone says uh, I want to save and, and you ask them what are you saving for and they're just like uh, for example let me use my my case I used to I used to say I'm saving for a rainy day like in case uh, mm-hmm. anything happens I can have some command, you know to keep me afloat Or if, let's say, if I go back to uni, if my mom hasn't sent me money by a particular debt, then at least I have. I have some money to keep me going. But uh, the thing about a rainy day is that a rainy day will come. Every now and then, it will come. Yeah. So I said I need to start saving. In fact, in 2020, I said I'm saving to invest and we'll be getting into all those good details in just a minute but i think right now to answer your question i learned the other day that um for someone who has one primary income stream there's actually a way that you can turn what you already know into an income stream Mm -hmm. and in fact it was uh i was i went for an an event by pals for her i think it was this year or last year i'm like, I'm, I'm not very really sure it was early early this year or late last year and it was in financial literacy and uh the one of the keynote speakers was barbara barbara katende okay. she's a, she's an author and she brought this whole new fresh perspective of and how to turn that you already know okay she didn't put it that way but i what i the general vibe or sense that i got from it is that you could turn what you already know into an income stream and she's talked about things like what problems are people going through around you for example melissa where you stay right now uh maybe people maybe hair not maybe hair is actually doing hair is very expensive That idea. Right, yeah 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 so if that's a problem people are going through, then and you have the skills, you know, there's a spirit. What what? <laughs> and you can break people's hair. Imagine that's 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 another income stream for you. You just need to you know perfect it, and 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 do it and. Um, And that's that's another income stream for you. So she said things I don't remember all of them. I'm just going to paraphrase most of them, but I know that um, it's up on the video is up on uh, Flavia Flavia YouTube channel. So if someone wants to get more insights on that, so she said your problems, your talents, and and um, your hobbies, which is sort of like talents. I feel like I'm repeating myself. I'm trying to remember all these things right now. Like everyone needs uh, to know because the ideas that I had for creating multiple income streams are already. If you have a a source of income, like let's say you're getting upkeep, or if you have a small side hustle and stuff like that. But um, the seven, the seven income streams out of the seven income streams, I have been able to say that I have three income streams from okay. the seven that she cited which is problems. one is problems. one is hobbies uh so problems for example on my blog uh or even or even like my pages my social media pages i'm able to address the problem that we didn't have financial literacy conversations growing up and so nobody taught us how to handle a property and these broke days come and we're like what up <laughs> like, what's going on i did not sign up for this so I address that and I document my journey and experience and hopefully to inspire someone to take a better action or learn from my mistakes. Okay. So that's one income stream for me. And uh, how I do it is that I work with some brands or I work primarily with other people to create content and hopefully we get paid. More often than not, now we get paid, thank the Lord, even if it's... Um, uh, i want to say kidogo money but uh I, I, small money if it's small money at the end of the day it's still money it's still money so it's better than, problems, than nothing <laughs> right problems and then also my hobbies which is again blogging i don't want to say that i've arrived like i've made so much money i started a youtube channel but other than here somebody wants to make money for free that's also um uh, what an income stream an income stream rather but i i need to give a caveat on that people need to understand that there's a process to it mm. for example for youtube you have to have 1000 subscribers and you have to have at least 4000 watch hours for you to qualify you know to ha- to be making money and then guess what it's not for every view that you get that uh, every view that comes on your channel that you get paid no it's I think of uh, how many how many times do you sit through an ad on on your favorite YouTubers channel? So if you're not sitting through, <laughs> honestly, the I always ad, skip ads. I won't even
0: lie.
1: Yeah, they're not making any money. They're not making any money. So my hobbies, my my, my hobbies, my problems, and then my skill set. I am a financial economist. I have recently gone back to. Uh, school to do data science I hope to end up in the research world and I don't know maybe I'll go back to school maybe I'll become Dr. Pat Simgari. who knows <laughs> when I get my PhD in order I don't know yet but my skill set is also another income stream for me I'm able to model problems financially and help people understand and help and create like a roadmap for them mm. in their um, wealth management plan and also talk with other people who have more experience than me to help people you know achieve their journey yeah. financial freedom so out of the seven that you mentioned I only have three income streams so in high school I'm not sorry not high school in uni on days when I used to be broke you know they you know how they say is it necessity is the mother what's that saying I don't know that in your version is the mother <laughs> necessity i don't know i feel like you have to be stubborn about your goals and flexible about your methods like and say that if this money is taking forever to come in what one thing can i start doing today and then and then make some money off it for example i know someone who loves braiding hair and she of course during this whole lockdown period at home when the whole the whole mobility status was really scary, and people couldn't move. I I pitched to her the idea of how about doing a mobile, a mobile, a mobile sp- Yeah. Yes, and not even that she has to go to the place. It's a thing of hey, uh, let's call her Rose. Hey Rose, I want to flat twist my hair. I want to learn this whole thing of flat twisting. And then you, you're like, you know what? Let's set up a Zoom call, and I'm going to be with you for one hour or forty-five minutes and yeah. hold your hand and show you, right? Yeah, and show you that saw, you can break your hair. I saw some yeah.
0: um, um, people who do hair doing that during like the whole Corona season, and I think yeah. th- during the during this whole like uh, pandemic and like lockdown, people have become so innovative in terms Mm. of just like attracting clientele and like keeping relevant and afloat and from honestly first of all (laughs) when you mentioned um skill set and hobbies and talent I think Mm. yeah in my mind I was just thinking honestly I don't think I have a (laughs) talent I don't think mm-hmm. i have a talent that i can monetize that's what i was thinking and then mm. for skill set obviously i'm in school so hopefully um what i'm studying will be able to have monetary value but yeah when you mentioned hobbies then i actually thought to the because sometimes i i think maybe some of us realize like you you'll think of something that's feasible like oh mm. actually you might even identify a need this is a need in society but you don't necessarily I don't know if it's just me but you just don't think you're the one to feel that need if that makes sense mm-hmm. i don't know if it's an- sometimes for me i'm honestly not even interested in- <laughs> not that i'm not interested but i'm not passionate about it and i think mm-hmm. that's held me back i don't know if it's held me back or it's a good thing but i find it very hard to engage in um like ventures if i'm not in love with it if that makes sense so how do we um i guess not even my question but like your thoughts on how do you identify like something you're passionate about and Mm. allow that thing to make you money or how do you because i read somewhere that not everyone is an 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 idea like not everyone makes comes up with ideas some people Mm -hmm. um there'll be that person who who's the idea man there's that person who starts the thing Mm -hmm. there's that person Mm -hmm. who sees it through you know there's that person who finances so how do Mm -hmm. you then identify say what to finance or what to see through or like how do you identify those opportunities for yourself even if you're unable to Mm -hmm. to come up with um like just the to come up with the idea i guess and also Mm -hmm. um one of the things that i've I, i attended this class which is called the mentorship class um, I think two years Mm. ago. And one of the things that was my take home was basically great things are going to happen to you, but you have to be ready when, you know, that the door is being knocked on. And Mm. it was it's it's and for me how I've adopted it in terms of just money and savings and, you know, just keeping afloat is I do put money aside for investment and I don't even know what I'm going to invest in. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not I'm not yet Mm -hmm. sure but i'm putting i'm putting the money aside anyway as i you know kind of think and figure it out because you don't want a situation where you finally come up with a great idea you want to see it through and then capital is a problem you know because i've listened to way too many like i think you did an instagram live and someone mm. was complaining about, oh, the government, oh, we don't have money, or, you know, that that sort of thing. Like, you don't want a situation where you, you're you busting with like ideas and you're mm. unable to start because of something like money, you know? So, I think for me, preparation for even the, and not saving for any day, like saving for investment, even when you don't know what the investment is, so that mm. when, when you do figure it out you know where to start you're kind of already starting on the investment by saving in my opinion mm. yeah it's um <laughs> sorry i think i i said so much and no, but my question was I, in I, there somewhere
1: yes yes i i got you so i think first off to address the whole investment thing. And also you feel, please feel free to correct me because I I'm not I'm beating around the bush, yeah? But mm-hmm. let me let me let me let me answer it according to how I've explained it. I mean how I've understood it. So the first thing I want to say is when you're serving for something that you do not see, um you don't don't have to beat yourself up about it. It's sort of like name it melissa's passion fund or something that would give you excite freedom fund or or i don't know billionaire something i don't know something that would give you morale and gusto to keep you know serving that money for investment purposes and not for Mm. rainy day because the rainy day will surely come and there's also such a thing as an emergency fund which you can also put aside which is which is really when you have a more sustainable income stream or if you're being given upkeep on a more regular basis, you put aside three to to six months uh, of your living expenses, you know, in a fund just in case of anything. And like the word itself says emergency, it's for emergencies only. So if a Mm. friend calls me up for money, is that an emergency? It sounds more like a them problem, <laughs> and not a problem. Jeez. And we're, no, no, no. Listen, I know that sounds a bit harsh, but we're going to get into we're going to get into that into that bit of friendship and money in just a bit. But uh, if, if someone's calling you up because they want money for a loan and they haven't said what they want it for, it's not yeah. an emergency. But if if let's say uh god forbid uh i've lost i've lost a lot of blood in doing what and i need to go to i don't need to go to the pharmacy i need to go to the clinic or the hospital that's an emergency so i have i have money to take out from and another thing i need for us to understand as millennials or as young people hmm, is there's a difference between an emergency fund and a sinking fund a sinking fund is where you put your expenses right in in terms of things that you'll see day to day now this is where you can get the money to give friends this is where you can give the money for your, your your living expenses maybe Netflix rent you want a new phone stuff like that like foreseeable expenses you put in an, uh, a, sink, a sinking fund now to go back to your question Mm. about passion and and all that good stuff there's a word i learned called ikigai have you heard of it before did you say ikigai yes
0: no (laughs) what language is that
1: it's japanese it's a japanese uh concept that means you know your reason for being Oh, that's. and it's okay yes it's built of four pillars passion mission profession and vocation So for someone who is just like, you know, I don't think that, um, my, 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 I can make a difference with my passion or for someone who feels like, I don't, I don't think I have a talent or all those questions of no, 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 it's, it's, it's rooted. I, I feel like it's rooted deeply in a belief of, um, not knowing and not allowing yourself to be limitless, and so ikigai is—is is that one thing that addresses all these, all these things. It it allows you to do. It it breaks it down into what you love, what the world needs, what can you be paid for, best of what you love and what you're good at. So, for example, uh, in my case, let's say I'm like, hey guys, I don't know if I can do what if i can make money i'm at home but i have a phone imagine I, I have a phone and let's say i can do i can do script writing or i can do ghost writing for people who want to set up jobs i mean to write books at home or even i want to be i can be a proofreader like let's say melissa has a blog or she has an essay and i can vo- volunteer my time and effort and hopefully get her um, um Monetary compensation for my time and effort. Yeah, I've if been... it's something I love doing mm. and the world needs it, and I can be paid for it, and I'm good at it, it all boils down to passion, mission, profession, vocation, which is ikikai, our uh, reason for being. So that's how I would a- address that whole question of help. I don't I have, I don't have a talent really, but I really want to make money, or I have something I'm good at but I don't know how to make money from it or I know what the world needs my immediate community not even like the whole of Africa <laughs> like just online people are tweeting and they're saying they need more of this or people saying that um they want for example I'm thinking about somebody who who says they want um they want to start a podcast but they don't know how to edit, or they want to start YouTube and they don't know how to edit, and like that's your immediate need for the world around you, like your community around you. And also what you're good at. Let's say I'm good at speaking, I can do a whole teaching class and say that, you know, when we're talking on this podcast, I'm going to come on here and I will to use filler words like um or, mm, You know, stuff like Mm -hmm. that and do a whole and present myself to, let's say, Toastmasters and say, guys, I'm about this and I'd really love to work with you. I don't I don't have this kind of money yet. Of of course, you don't say I don't have this money yet. You show them the value that you would give them, I think, for for a particular i don't know if that makes sense but i hope it does sorry you were saying something <laughs> no i was just saying that
0: sometimes when you're selling yourself fake it till you make it actually works because i've learned that sometimes even when you think you're faking it you're actually making an accurate representation of yourself mm. or but you think that it's an aspirational one if that makes sense you're mm. sometimes i've learned anyway for myself that i'm my biggest enemy sometimes will put me down more than myself because i will start to sell myself on so many occasions that I have to remind myself that actually no that um that's anyways label your i label my alter ego <laughs> yes. and um, i learned that
1: too okay. yeah
0: and 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 it and it helps me separate um just all those thoughts telling me that or you, you you shouldn't you should you know when you come up with a really great idea and you need to pitch it to someone mm. but you're mm. you kind of, you are afraid that this person has probably had bit better ideas the like why would they be interested in you and it's at that moment like that you start mm. to either like some people will say bring negative energy towards yourself but it's really just to just put yourself down and like you're destined for failure from that moment when you, um, because literally mm. you've, before you come before a panel of people to judge you, you're judging yourself negatively at mm. that. It it just mm. puts the whole like morale thing down. And I think, I think for me, um, what I've picked from just everything that you've said is, mm. um, especially with Eki guy, which is which is a new one for me, and I'm so excited about it, but um. Mm exploration of self like before you even find out passion Mm -hmm. and mission you need to kind of understand who you are Mm -hmm. and what interests you for you to even know what your passion is i think we all just Mm -hmm. need to like in this journey of financial freedom and thriving um to just like sit down and understand like this is where i am this is where i want to get this is what we're working Mm with um this is what we don't have this is what we're not very good at but this is what we're good at and how do we turn that Mm -hmm. thing that we're good at you know into to have monetary value anyways but yeah Mm -hmm. um how how do you feel about things like uh birthdays weddings because i think you're coming to that point in your life (laughs) (laughs) where your friends are getting married um I don't know bridal showers, baby showers. Um, what parties do people have? D- dinners, just random din- things that you have, yeah. you find yourself having to contribute to. And I, I don't think, like party, I've tried this. I don't mm. think I can, like, I've failed to adequately put money aside for contributions because you mm. sometimes that there's like miscellaneous ones. I, th- I think yeah. the ones where, unfortunately, you didn't think this was going to happen. But it happens. It happened. And
1: yeah, I know what you mean.
0: It's so. How mm. how do you deal with that? Because personally, and I know this is going to sound very silly.
1: Mm. When
0: I look at my budget, I would say forty um, percent of the money that I receive goes out to um, presents, mm. gifting, helping things like that. And mm. I think forty percent is a large. Is a large percentage of money because forty percent could be saved, but forty percent is literally—it's not even going—it's not going to myself. It's not going to anything. Mm. It's literally going out to 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 spending, you know. And like yeah. half the time, because there's, there's like oh, I I think I have no problem with um hi my my name's Patsy I'm your friend mm. um mm. I have I have to. I don't know. I have this thing planned for December. I want Mm. us to go to I don't know Bali. Um, Mm. Can we say for it? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. Yeah, but I feel like Mm. because of the spontaneity that comes with youth, and I find myself Mm. like a a victim, not a victim, but like a a perpetrator. I don't know. Like I find myself Mm -hmm. also doing this sometimes, and I have to catch myself short. We sometimes Mm. get so excited and expenditures mm-hmm. like pop up that we did not plan mm-hmm. for at all and one of the things yeah. that I've you know, you know when something's going to be so far like it's going to be so fun you know you're going to yeah. ask yourself why did I not go for this thing you're going to feel so bad yeah. when you're watching the stories and everything yeah. that's something I've struggled yeah. with so much Patsy just being able mm-hmm. to to say no not not in a way of oh I can't say no but especially if it's for people that you love and care for yeah and it's this you tell yourself that it's their special moment and you want to you know Mm. be there because you know they'll do the same for you but at the end of the day it's setting you back like 10 steps behind and you're probably not going to be in a good place after how do you deal with just contributions unexpected Mm. expenditure and spontaneity that comes with just Mm -hmm. having fun but spending money at the same time That's it for today. <laughs> Join us next week for Pat's response and a continuation of our conversation. We hope you have an absolutely lovely weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Inner Thoughts with M.